Blog Talk Radio. Live from Chicago and Las Vegas, you're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's Page One with LaVar and Mary on Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio Nation, you are tuned into page one. It is Friday night, August the 13th, Friday the 13th, the lone Friday the 13th for 2021. I think after last year, and I think uh, with everything that's kind of going on still, we don't need any more Friday the 13th. So um, I am here with you tonight. Um, Mary is on some well-deserved R&R time. Uh, It was her hope to be here tonight. Um, This is the wonderful thing of live radio, which means uh, that she's not here. So you get me tonight. I don't know for how long. Could be for a shortened page one tonight. Uh, But I want to kind of uh, bring back in some old stories that we needed to clear, plus the almanac, plus a live look at what's trending and also just some stuff off the cuff. So, I mean, this is kind of a rare night where it's just me and you for now, unless she calls in uh, where she is at and where I have assumed. Uh, it is much later. Actually, it is now Saturday where she is. So um, that's the only hint that I will give you. But I don't know if uh, she will be able to make it with us tonight. Next week, um I have, hopefully, this is where a lot of stuff starts to go off the rails, because you never can be too sure. And wherever you're at, I really do hope that all of you are doing well tonight, because it seems that the numbers for COVID is going up, uh, especially in the South, especially in states such as Florida, Texas, Alabama, uh, you name it, it's going up. And it is nothing to play with, and in a way it has affected uh, yours truly, not me by say of getting COVID, but someone who I am really close to, who hopefully will be here next Friday night, um, kind of really went through and took its toll, uh, but they are feeling better. Um, but my guest co-host, hopefully by next Friday night, will be well enough to be here uh, because Mary will be out again um while she is on her uh rest and relaxation here in the month of august i think there's so many people now who are taking vacations um things have gotten pretty slow uh but at least hopefully where you're at the weather has gotten better than it has this week uh warmer in a lot of spots hot in a lot of spots especially here in the midwest out in the west i'm sure and then uh with rain and storms coming through, those of you on the east pretty much got kind of pummeled here in the last 24 to 48 hours. So you guys have seen a lot of bad weather. So hopefully this weekend is clear for all of you wherever you're at. Um, 
wanted to, like I said tonight, kind of go through some old stories. Um, we're going to kind of like play it and wing it on the cuff here. Um, I don't know if I'm even going to probably take calls. Um, I mean, I guess I can. Uh, so if you are listening, um, besides politics, um, or was there something that kind of was of interest to you, not some crackpot theory that you heard of that uh, has no basis, uh, but something interesting that you saw this week, or what's going on in your neck of the woods where things are happening? Um, but I will warn you, uh, the one thing that we will do if you do call in, uh, please make sure you're on the up and up. If you're not, I will probably out you, um, and we'll probably call you back and out you that way too. It's just a warning, uh, so that there's no surprise. Uh, but um, the call-in number for the show, 563-999-3779. I'm not sure how many of you saw the Field of Dreams game last night between the Chicago White Sox and the New York Yankees. Uh, great, great baseball theater, as I would call it. I, of course, if you have listened to the show, I am a Chicago White Sox fan, being as I am here from Chicago, grew up on the south side, born and raised, and I loved it. I know it was hokey. I know bringing out Kevin Costner. and the. I think the only thing that Fox did wrong was they played too many of the same clips. Surely there had to have been two, some other clips besides the two that they played, especially, and I love James Earl Jones, legend. But they played the same clip almost like every other inning. And I'm not sure if they could have found some other things or maybe have talked to some of the other people that were in the movie, gotten like their feedback or what they thought of filming, and took it that way. But it kind of got redundant after a while. The only good saving grace to it was the game itself, uh, which I said baseball theater, where you had the Yankees go up first and then the Sox came back. And just when the Sox bats were pretty much looking unstoppable, here come the Yankees again. And then late in the game with a three-run lead, Sox bullpen collapses and gives up runs, and then they're down one going into the bottom of the ninth. And then Tim Anderson hitting a two-run home run into the night, into the cornfields to win it for the White Sox 9-8. Such an exciting game to watch. And I know that they will be doing it next year. Commissioner Manfred has said that he is committed towards doing another game next year. Uh, I know some people now want a Sandlot game <laughs> where uh, for the movie The Sandlot. But let's not – I mean, I hope that once they do it, they do it kind of like maybe every other year. I don't want it to get stale. It's the same thing that's happening now with kind of like the NHL and their stadium series or with the uh, outdoor series where some people it was cool to see, but now you're trying to hold it in places that we know aren't traditional, quote, hockey hotbeds, and you're putting it outside, and it just doesn't seem right. I think if you're going to do it, do it in like an original six city. Uh, at least for the next few years. I mean, it's kind of cool to see it in Detroit and in Chicago, and I'm biased, yes. Uh, And in Montreal and in Toronto, uh, it's kind of cool to see the outdoor things in Minnesota because that's where outdoor hockey kind of for, I mean, especially Minnesota, 
uh, outdoor hockey started for a lot of kids, and a lot of people played outdoors. So it's kind of cool to see it in those. I don't know if it's that cool to see it, and forgive me and don't at me, but like a Florida or a Texas or a L.A., uh, <laughs> it leaves a little bit to be desired. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm that big of a fan with it that way. Um, now, you see, that's pretty much how the conversation just started. We started with talking about weather, COVID, then we went to sports, baseball, hockey, kind of how page one works. For those of you who have never listened or uh, have listened, we talk about a lot of different subjects. I will tell you, politics probably will not be one of them unless it warrants, uh, and unless it's in a, co- a commentary. Uh, but we really won't talk about it too often. Next week, uh, with my co-host, we may talk a little about what they've been through with COVID if they are able to make it onto the program. Um, but I tend to make this Friday night a respite from what's going on, and hopefully you get a little bit of fun. Hopefully from time to time we'll have some guests on here that you will be able to hear. Uh, but that's pretty much the basis for page one. And I, and I can't believe that uh, we've done this now for a few years and me overall doing these for about 10 years. But the one thing about this is that even if we have one listener or 10 listeners, or if we have listeners in one section of the country, or if we get listeners from around the world in which you can hear us on uh, Apple iPods, uh, uh, Apple uh iTunes store, or you can hear us over on iHeartRadio, we thank you. And I know, like I said, and that's the second word of the night, I'm going to say hokey, but we do because we have fun doing this. Uh, And if you're entertained by it, tell a friend. Uh, We love to get, of course, everybody wants to get more listeners. There's so many more podcasts out there that I know that you can listen to. A lot of celebrities have podcasts. That's the thing about it that's so funny. When I started this 10 years ago, uh, not a lot of people want to do podcasts, or if they did blogs, it was more writing. Uh, Not a lot of people did this format, and now it seems everyone does this, and everyone is searching for a story to tell. And on top of that, they're trying to garner your interest, and there's a lot of good podcasts out there. I'm not going to lie. Do I listen to them? I don't have the time, but from what I've seen and from some of the people who do have one, uh, pretty awesome. Uh, you know, I always thought Conan O'Brien, who does a podcast, uh, I always thought he should be doing a radio show somewhere because he's got the supporting cast to do it. And uh, now that he is out of the late night game, I wouldn't even mind listening to an afternoon drive time, Conan O'Brien, or a morning drive. Uh, with him and uh, people who do the podcast with him. Uh, Sarah Silverman has another good one. Uh, It's another person I can think of. Uh, There's a lot of people with podcasts out there. And like I said, I hope that we are one of your faves. And if we are, please tell someone. And if you are and you are a fan and you follow us every week, thank you. Uh, We're on Discord. Uh, That's why I miss having Mary here because it's uh, her baby because I've entrusted to her uh with doing discord and um if you have seen our post online especially on my twitter page at news comment btr 
definitely join us on Discord from time to time. We will be on there. We might be on there in accordance to the show, uh, and you'll be able to see us. Uh, as I'm hoping that a lot of you did a few weeks ago when we were on, when I was out in Las Vegas. Or uh, we may be – I know one of the things a lot of you are going to ask about um, is pretty much going to be – So we were on there. We're still on there. Uh, feel free to go and follow us on there, uh, especially if – so go and follow us there, but one day we will be back there. Uh, right now it's just a format thing that is we're trying to trying to clear up and do some things with. Uh, but Discord, Twitch, and no, I don't have any music for Discord, uh, no cool music for Discord. Also, Sunday, uh, August 29th, 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Central, make sure you are tuned in to the 411 Lounge on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, we're going to be posting a lot more about this here in the upcoming weeks, and you're going to get, like, just tired of seeing me post about it everywhere we have it. But this is a pretty big show. Um, Kylie, uh, whose siblings – see, I'm going to do this without mentioning her siblings at all. You know the last name. Yes. But Kylie Thorne, whose siblings also are involved in the entertainment industry, uh, she will be joining me. You know, one of the things why I wanted Kylie – was because she's such a free spirit. Uh, if you follow her on Instagram uh, or if uh, you follow her on OnlyFans, I love this lady because she is so inviting and welcoming into what she does. And she's so she's not fake. She's so free with it. And you learn a lot about her. You learn a lot about uh, her take on things, and I know people are like, oh, another celebrity. What do I care about it? You know, one of the things I love about this show is the different people that I get a chance to meet and to talk to. Uh, and I, like I said, I kind of felt more of like a kindred kind of uh, flow with her because she's just so open. She's an open book. She's not going to hide things or do things just because it's on Instagram Live or portray somebody. I mean, it's genuine and it is real. And I am hoping that that shows and is illuminated even more uh, on this 411 Lounge coming up. Once again, Kylie Thorne, Sunday, August 29th, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central. Uh, if you are free, and I know there's nothing going on on August 29th at all. You were, the NFL season hasn't kicked off yet. College football is on Saturdays. There's nothing going on on Sunday, August 29th. So I expect to see all of you listening. You just got that. I want to see you listening. Uh, or you can follow along. I haven't thought of a hashtag yet for the show, uh, but definitely let us know. And feedback's important, too, because when you listen to these shows, we'd love to hear what you think or what you want to hear more of. Um, we do this, like I said, for fun for ourselves, uh, but there are certain segments of the show that you like, whether it is the Almanac or whether it's when we do our live look at what's trending or a retro moment of the week or uh, other segments such as um, when we do the Urban Dictionary Word of the Week or when we do uh, Yay or Nay, which I do believe Yay or Nay will be back next week. Uh, we'll do that because there's a lot of things, Jay or Nay, that I am interested in having my co-host, 
uh, kind of give her take on. Uh, it's going to be a little bit wild, but I promise you it's going to be a good time. But I hope that you enjoy, and like I said, I hope you've been enjoying these shows. So uh, with that being said, it's normally the host cho- uh, chat time, uh, but going to the almanac for this Friday, August 13th, the only Friday the 13th of the year. And like I said, we don't need any more. Uh, this one's enough, and we pretty much knock on wood have oh, – let's see, let me – okay. Uh, we pretty much have made it through today uh, for a few of us. I know a lot of you out on the West <laughs> still have a little bit of time, so please don't mess this up. Uh, but today is National Prosecco Day. It is also National Filet Mignon Day. It is International Left-Handers Day, uh, National Blame Someone Else Day, which is on the first Friday, the 13th of the year. Uh, tomorrow, August 14th, is National VJ Day. It is National Creamsicle Day, National Cold Talkers Day. It is National Spirit of 45 Day, National Bowling Day, National Garage Sale Day. So I am pretty sure that while some of you are out tomorrow, you may notice or you may see a lot of people having garage sales. Um so that will probably be happening, and that is why. Also, on Sunday, it is National Leathercraft Day, National Relaxation Day, and National Lemon Meringue Pie Day. I got to tell you, growing up, loved lemon meringue pie. My mom, my grandma actually made it, I mean, old school, not no quick way with uh, ready-made crust and uh, some – whipped cream whipped up to look like meringue. I mean, they actually did the egg whites and whipping it and doing all the other good stuff and making a lemon meringue pie day, and it was so good. Uh, I do miss those. Um, I know that there are some in the stores now, um, the same folks, and I can't think of it for the life of me, but the same folks who make the um, key lime pies, um, they also make a lemon meringue, and I'm so tempted from time to time to try it, but I haven't yet. And I think that's one of the things I I am pretty much, I am a wuss when it comes to trying to figure out uh, new products or new foods, but um, maybe one of these days. Uh, And then on Monday, it is National Tell-A-Joke Day, National Roller Coaster Day, National Airborne Day, and National Rum Day. (laughs) Don't get drunk on Monday if you have to go to work. Uh, Tuesday is National Nonprofit Day, National Massachusetts Day, Uh, National I Love My Feet Day, it is also National Thrift Shop Day, Black Cat Appreciation Day, which uh, my guest co-host next week will appreciate, Uh, and then on, let's see, this is Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and then on Wednesday, it is National Fajita Day, uh, National Mail Order Catalog Day, National Ice Cream Pie Day, National Pinot Noir Day, and Congressional Startup Day, and then on next Thursday, it's International Bow Day. National Aviation Day, National Soft Ice Cream Day, and National Potato Day. Uh, Next Friday, it's National Radio Day, which I'm I'm kind of excited about because I'm such a geek uh, when it comes to the history of radio. And I know that this year uh, there's a lot of anniversaries here. Um, One quick thing to know about, uh, in 1931, two out of five homes owned a radio, and by 1938, four out of five. Uh, so in 1931, it was two out of five, and then it kind of grew and grew and grew. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm kind of excited about that. I know. 
it, it's a geekish thing. Um, so that is the almanac for this week. The one story from last week that I kind of wanted to get out of the way here was in regards to um, it was a TikToker that actually was on uh, and had become popular because of something that she pretty much had stated. Uh, and it was in regards to kids and what they really kind of owe us. Uh, kind of to explain the story a little bit for you here, um, and it kind of goes hand in hand with another story that kind of happened this week too. Uh, but pretty much, and I'll read it to you, this comes from BuzzFeed, a mom that went viral for claiming that kids, quote, don't owe their parents anything, and a lot of people agreed. Uh, the whole roof over your head argument is manipulative. Uh, Lisa Pontus, who is a 33-year-old stay-at-home mom from Charleston, South Carolina, often shares her parenting perspectives on TikTok. And recently she went viral for sharing a TikTok with the banner, Kids Don't Owe Their Parents Anything. And it quickly gained over 5 million views. In the video, she responds to commenters who previously criticized her for setting boundaries with her own mother and said that she should, quote, be grateful for everything her mother's done for her. She says, quote, children don't owe their parents a certain kind of relationship, and depending on the parent, they might not owe them respect either once the child becomes an adult. It's a parent's job to provide for their children. Uh, it's a responsibility. Not everyone rises to the occasion, but that's like the bare minimum, taking care of your kid's physical and financial needs. The level above that is their emotional needs, which good parents do, but all of that is not a contingent relationship. You're not loving and providing for your children with the expectation that they will blindly obey and do whatever you say as adults. She then closes out the video by explaining that children, quote, are people and that they don't owe you, you know what, because you took care of them. And thousands of people flooded the comment section on her video to agree with her and also to express how they feel that many parents, the older generations especially, don't really see it that way. Um, BuzzFeed in the article spoke to her who said that while she and her husband love raising their own kids and watching them grow up, they don't owe me anything once they're grown just because I birthed them. Hopefully by that point, I will earn their admiration and respect by the relationship we have built, but that's not a guarantee. And she said that some parents uh, parent through fear and uh, terrorism and who in their adult life wants to maintain a close relationship with a dictator or someone who emotionally manipulates you. Uh, so here's the thing. I think that we get the whole idea of parenting as your – my responsibility. I did all of this for you. At the end of the day, you owe me respect. If she is saying, from what I understand, that they don't, and that, you know, for that first span of their life that you're tending and caring to them, but after that, they owe you nothing, kind of wrong. Uh, if you're looking at it from a religious standpoint, uh, it's honor thy mother and father. If you're looking at it from a non-religious standpoint, it's just common decency because at that point, I guarantee you, if you did your all uh, for your child and took care of them, you would hope that they would appreciate it. Um, 
to say that they don't owe their parents anything, I don't think parents really do parenting to ask for anything. What they are asking for is that what they gave you, they want in return. Now, I don't know what other parents are doing or who she was actually pointing this to, but I think that as you do for your child, uh, they don't – it's not like you're going to give them a bill when they get older and they move out. But it's one of those things where I think that to say that children don't owe their parents anything, yeah, they, they, I think they do. Uh, they owe them the – especially if you have done right by them and have trained them to be model citizens, they owe their parents that thanks in return, not monetarily, but by doing what they were taught. And I think a lot of good parents who don't look for, oh, I want my kid to buy me that beach house or I want my kid to uh, buy me this nice fancy stuff, that's not what they're looking for. That's not the purpose of what they do. Uh, the reason why I was kind of saying that was because this week uh, it came out an article in regards to Quentin Tarantino, and he and his mom, and he revealed on a recent podcast that he vowed to never give his mom a penny after she dissed his writing at an early age. Uh, and he told the Moment podcast his mother had a hard time about his scholastic non-abilities while he was spending time writing scripts in school. And he said that she was getting on him about that. And then in the middle of her tirade, she says, oh, by the way, this little writing career, with the finger quotes, the little writing career that you're doing, it's effing over. She just meant don't do it in class when you're supposed to be doing something else. And when she said that to him in a sarcastic way, he said he was in his head and then said, okay, lady, when I become a successful writer, you will never see one penny from my success. There will be no house for you. There will be no vacation for you, no Elvis Cadillac for mommy. You get nothing because you said that. And the podcast host, uh, Brian uh, Koppelman, sounding somewhat incredulous, asked, did you stick to that? And he said, yeah. He helped her out of a jam with the IRS, but no house, no Cadillac. Uh, and then he urged her to buy, <laughs> he urged Tarantino to buy her a house anyway and pointed out that taunt might have helped fuel his drive to succeed. And Tarantino shot back. There are consequences for your words as you deal with your children. There are consequences for your sarcastic tone about what's meaningful to them. Uh, he was out promoting his uh, paperback novelization of his hit film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, I get it, you know, especially if kids are um, – if that is something that is scarred into their brain from someone who they expected to give them support when they needed it. And then things didn't happen. You could tell, even at mentioning this years later, as accomplished as Quentin Tarantino is, that that moment still bothered him. And I don't know why he probably did not talk with his mom about that years ago uh, to get o not get over it, but to work your way through it. Um, but to mention it now all these years later and then come back and say, oh, yeah, I showed her. I didn't do anything. So uh, I don't know. Uh, that's quite interesting. But looky, looky here. Now, before you say anything, ma'am, before you say anything, I actually had come up and I worked hard with an opening for you tonight. 
Um, <laughs> so before you say anything, I am actually going to play it, and I actually did sing along with it. Uh, but here we go. I'm actually going to play it, and, and then I'll let you speak. But uh, uh, let me go ahead, and uh, you can actually hit that. Yeah. Well, she sneaks around the world from Vienna to Carolina. Sticky finger touch up from Berlin down to Belize. Take you for a ride on a slow boat to China. Tell me where in the world is Mary on page one. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's 3 a.m. We're now coming up at 3.30 a.m. where you're at. How are you? Tired. I overslept the alarm. I set an alarm. I'm like, I'm making the show. I know I got to be on the show. He said to be on the show. And I totally overslept the alarm and I went, oh, crap. Okay. Well, I mean, we got the first story through. We got the almanac through. Um, I was actually about to head to, well, you know what? I'm going to go in a few minutes. We got time. We got time tonight. I already went to the first story, so, I mean, it's it's no big deal. But I, I guess I, I was going to get your take real quick on the TikTok uh, mom who said that parents don't owe their kids anything because I was talking about that, and I was talking about Quentin Tarantino who had said that he, because of what his mom told him years ago, said he wasn't going to give her a dime or anything. But I was like, kids, I, I don't think – parents expect too much of their kids or are asking for money. They're just asking, hey, you know, as your parent to, you know, respect me. And this lady is saying pretty much that they don't even owe you that, which was kind of nuts. But um, if you're awake, we could. <laughs> I am now, yes. I'm awake. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, that was uh, that was the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Now, um, now, I will. I don't want to say agree. Parents have to earn their respect. Like just because like you're a parent does not mean that. What? It's like a loose agreement because I was like, you're not asking for your kid to buy you a beach house or to love you. You're just asking them as a parent because I raised you and I did this to do right by what I taught you out in society. I don't think that's too much to ask. Yeah, no, and and that's just it. I'm not going to, at least with my kids, I'm not expecting to be, like, paid. But once she understands the sacrifices that were made, that those were not necessarily acknowledged, but just like, hey, I realize it. Thanks. You know, like, I don't even need the thanks part. Just, I realize it. And then do right. Be the person that I want you to be, which is a better version of anybody that I've ever, like, not even just me. I want you to be the best version of human being. Hmm. So that's yeah. what I want. But I, yep. they don't, they don't owe me anything. Hmm. In a way, they don't owe me anything. You don't owe me that kind. If I've done the right thing as a parent, they should 
respond with being, like I said, the best version of a person that I want them to be and acknowledge that going forward. Right. Right. And again, you have to earn it. You can't just sit there and do nothing about it. You can't just be like, I'm your parent. I deserve this. No, you don't. you got to earn it. And so what about the whole like, Tarantino not giving? I was going to say, what about Quentin Tarantino not giving his mom anything because of comments made like that? Well, that's, that's a choice. That is a choice. He's an adult. She's an adult. That's just that's how that is. It, 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 it's kind of sad um, that they don't have any kind of relationship, or that it seems like um, Quentin can't come to a middle ground. But in the same breath there's something else that's holding him there that we don't know. So, I, I mean, it's sad. It sucks, but yeah. they're both adults. At this well, now that you made it, I just want to tell the folks, thanks for tuning in. Thank you for being with us, and good night, everybody! Okay, yeah, I was just kidding. Good night, everybody! <laughs> we got a lot more show left, but we're at the halfway, well, not even at the halfway mark, but where's the... Uh, halfway point of the hour. We still got a lot because I didn't even get into the entire show. I, that's the first story I did. I rambled pretty much for the first like 15, 20 minutes, but uh, if you're still <laughs> awake, that's the moment of the week time is now. Um, I, will, I actually had three of them tonight, but I'm only going to do two of them tonight. Or should I do three? Hmm. Executive decisions at the last decision. second. I'll tell you what. I'm going to do two. Because now that Barry's here, we're going to kind of roll on and have a little bit of a bonus part to the show tonight uh, because there's still a lot more to talk about, trending topics, uh, still got some other things to kind of go through. So Retro Mode of the Week coming up here in a, a minute. And then when we return, um, want to talk about a study about – because right now you're at that po- point of where people have graduated uh, and people are – as we get towards fall – there's something that you may be doing that may be annoying the heck out of recent graduates. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to explain this, and I know it's going to hit home <laughs> for Mary as well. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about that. And then also uh, this hour, we will also talk about uh, Facebook is doing something new, uh, but a lot of people are worried about, of course, as always, privacy with it. And then also – uh, there has been a change to dating apps as you know it. We'll have those stories. But first, retro moment of the week time. Depending upon how I feel, you may get two tonight. You may even get a third one. But we'll find out in just mere seconds. But first, you're listening to page one with Lavar and Mary. Uh, Mary still hasn't told us where she's at. Uh, it's kind of like a Where's Waldo or Carmen San Diego, but we'll talk about that in a few seconds on Blog Talk Radio. America, what's your favorite sport? Baseball. Sandwich. Hot dog. Pie. Apple. And what's your favorite car, America? Chevrolet. Let me see, that's baseball, hot dogs, apple pie, and Chevrolet, huh? Right. Well, you sure sound like America to me. We are. Well, then you better tell me again, because I just might forget. We love baseball, hot dogs, apple pie, and Chevrolet. Baseball, hot dogs, apple pie, and Chevrolet. That's baseball, hot dogs, apple pie, and Chevrolet. Baseball and hot I think you better tell me again. We love baseball, hot dogs, apple pie, and Chevrolet. Baseball, 
case you're wondering, this commercial is brought to you by baseball, hot dogs, apple pie, and America's favorite car. They go together in the good old USA. Baseball and hot dogs, apple pie and Chevrolet. Makes sense to me. Baseball, hot You lose your wallet on vacation. You see it? You have no cash, no credit, nothing. What'll you do? What will you do? Rely on American Express Traveler's Checks. If they're lost, you can get a full refund at over 60,000 places. American Express Traveler's Checks. Don't leave home without them. You're listening to Page One with LeVar and Mary on Block Talk Radio. Your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's LeVar and Mary. I said maybe two or three. You still may get a third one. We don't know. You have to listen in. But welcome back to page one, LeVar, with Mary. Um, Should I, like, introduce you again with your uh, specialty (laughs) opening? It was a good good opening. But, um, no, I think we're okay. Well, like I said, Mary is uh, deserving some much-needed R&R, and I'm thankful that she's here. Um, Not going to tell you where, but uh, where she is at is now Saturday morning, which I'm amazed that you're even uh, awake, or it's the middle of the night, early Saturday morning. Uh, You're still here on Friday evening. Uh, It is 10.38 in the east. 9.38 9.38 here in the Central, and way back out on the West Coast, uh, only 7.38. Um, so, yeah, that's, this feels kind of weird because this is the first time now where I can say that this show is being done two different days. <laughs> yes, yeah. At the same yes. time. Yes. That's a little spooky. It's like a magic trick. Uh, yes. So did you ever uh, well, use Traveler's Show? Those American Express traveler checks. I'm sorry. Here's the thing. No, I'm glad you asked it because I was actually going to bring that up. No, I have never used traveler's checks. Uh, but in recent years, I think they still do traveler's checks, right? They do. Um, and I have used them. Not this trip, but they, I have used them. Uh, and there was a road trip that the family did right after I graduated high school way back in the day. And I had traveler you know, had traveler checks that way. Carl Malden, of course, doing those American Express commercials. What will you do? What will you do? But uh, <laughs> um, there's always like some like uh, incident or something else. But no, uh, he there was even a commercial. Uh, the other one that I was actually going to use was one in which he came back from vacation and had a traveler's check left in the. Uh, he said, if you come back from vacation and you have a traveler's check left, keep it, put it in your wallet. And that way, if you need some cash or some backup cash, uh, you had a traveler's check in your, uh, wallet that you could use. 
which I thought was pretty cool. So how did that work, by the way? If I had a traveler's check, I mean, did they come in different nominations and could people cash them out for, like, other traveler's checks? How did that work? Um, well, I don't know how they work now, so I can't tell you how they work now, but in back in the day, um, it was they came in $50 denominations unless you chose to do them larger. Hmm. And then you'd go to the place wherever you're going, and when they bring you up, you'd write, you know, you'd pay to the order of, like a regular check, hmm. and they would chart, they would treat it like cash in the register. So you would get the change back if there were change. Huh. But what if I was like, say, somewhere where they use uh, uh, lira or yen or <laughs> would I get it back? Right, or the euro or what have you. I have no idea. Hmm. The peso. Interesting. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. By the way, we are going to get you not tea, but we're going to get you some coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, I did not think that you were going to be able to make this tonight. I'm just excited that you're here, and it's good to hear your voice. And um, Even though I told her to enjoy her time away, um, but um, for some odd reason, she loves all of you guys. I couldn't just having it. Having this, I couldn't resist having this be one of those shows, you know, where it's like we were in two different days. Which I, I'd say only through the power of radio are we able to uh, do something like this. If this was any other, well, you know, back then what they did, well, I mean, a lot of it was shortwave, um, especially news programs and things that were bought back. Um, but yeah, a lot of it was shortwave. And I was trying to find some historical. Uh, footage that actually would have introduced you during that short wave, but now it's all by cell phone and cell technology. But yeah. (laughs) (laughs) um, One thing came up this week, which actually was pretty funny because now that we have passed the month of June and July and graduations and things that have happened, uh, scarymommy.com came out with an article and it pretty much just said stop asking teenagers where they're going to college Uh, the author of the article stated that her son had graduated high school in June and over the past few years he has been asked where are you going to college hundreds of times and she said it doesn't matter if they know him well or the random stranger uh, uh, that she struck up a conversation with one day by buying spoons and happened to mention that she has three teens who take all the spoons, they, and they want to know where the kids are going to college, as if there are no other choices beyond signing up for more schooling. And she said that if you ask me, it's like asking a newly married couple when they are going to have kids, asking someone who just lost their job what they're going to do for work. None of your damn business, as she says. And when you ask close-minded questions like this, you are presenting the idea that, there, that there's only one way to live life. She says that not every child that's recently graduated high school wants to think about college straight away. The pressure is immense, and some of them need to take a breather. She says there are many other options uh, out after high school, and we can all agree it's good for our kids and future generations to have a plan in place. Uh, What would we think if people started asking the graduates of the world where they would be traveling, working, or what branch of the military they were going to join after high school? Strange, right? She says, which is why people don't ask that. They ask about college instead. 
as if it's a given that everyone will attend. And she said that her son has no intention of going to college right now. He's still trying to figure out what he wants to do with his life before he commits to studying for it or not for four to eight years. And she said, if you ask me, that's a pretty freaking smart move on his part. And she said he's not going to rush or be pressured into going down a certain path that doesn't feel natural to him. She said one of his friends is joining the military. Another one's going to be an interior designer. One's studying to be an engineer, and another one was going to learn how to build ships through an apprenticeship. And they're all taking their own path. And uh, she pretty much just said, hey, stop asking teenagers and recent graduates where they're going. Change your question. It's not hard, and it can make all the difference in our kids' confidence and their way of thinking about the future. I know this is uh, something that has struck home for you, parent of a recent high school grad. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) What did you think about that article? Uh, It was was well written. (laughs) No, um, no, I, I agree 100%. It's it's a weird it's a weird situation for me because I know like when we were growing up, it was what are you gonna do after you graduate? Where what are you gonna do? Not not necessarily where are you gonna go or are you gonna do that? And that gave us the moment, at least for me and my class, that gave us the moment to go. Oh, I'm gonna be going to to do an apprenticeship, or I'm going into the military, or I'm going to college, mm-hmm. or I'm going straight into the workforce, right? Right. Things have changed a bit so that, you know, everyone's like, well, you got to go to college right after high school. Yes, that makes sense because you're already in that mode, but it also doesn't make sense because you're spending time paying for a degree that you may or may not use. Right. So, so like, at least for me, like my degree, nowhere near what I'm doing. So... Mm -hmm. Was it a good thing I went straight to college? Probably. I wouldn't have never finished if I didn't. But that's me. Um, students these days should get that same choice of what are you going to do? And it's just a, a simple switch of the question. Hey, you're graduating. Congratulations. What's next? Right. That's it. Two words. What's next? That's it. And it, and it, and it opens that door of, and that also gives the student a chance to say, I don't know. Right. And that's okay too. They're 18, okay 17, 18, right. 19 years old. They're not very old. Like there's no way they're going to have the rest of their life figured out right now. And even if they right. think they do, they're not going to. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start walking up to everybody and be like, what will you do? What will you do? And <laughs> <laughs> you know, no one else is going to yeah, they won't get it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, it, it's one of those things where, t- yeah, you're right. Times have changed. And we're at a point now, I even would feel kind of like uh, scared to ask what's next. I would almost kind of wait for them to kind of tell me. But, I mean, yes, you're right. What's next is probably the most appropriate thing to do. And even then, present it in a way in which you're not going to be digging for answers or looking judgmental when they tell you something that is not, quote, in your traditional wheelhouse. Um, It is a different time now where a lot of – I call them kids, and forgive me, you guys are because I'm a little older, but it is a little bit different now with this generation in regards to what they do after certain milestones. Nowadays, 
you know, uh, things that we grew up on or that our parents kind of instilled with us was that, you know, there was a textbook to this. And it's so funny because I was just telling somebody today, I said, you know, there's no textbook to life. The only thing that we could do is look at some of the cliff notes, not really follow by them because it's not going to really relate to us, and just write it as we go along and hope that we make the right decision. I know that's not the most definitive thing that you've ever heard, but sometimes those things have to apply. And case in point, uh, someone that I know uh, who has a niece that is going into uh, junior high, uh, who was reading books on junior high, and I said, oh, that's great. Well, I was like, but uh, that's going to be way different once they get there than what they read the book. <laughs> and kind of like, you know, I thought about that when I graduated from college. People always were asking, what's next? And I was like, you know, uh, I just walked across the diploma to get that. I just walked across the stage to get my diploma. I felt like I just ran a marathon. And it's like going to the finish line. You won the race, and a reporter comes up and goes, hey, congrats. Uh, what are you going to do next? <laughs> or hey, congrats. Do, do you see your starting line right there? You got to start the next right. one. Right. You gonna run that one? No, no. I <laughs> just got through with this one. Let me kind of figure out. And I think there was an athlete that actually did that this past week who said, "Hey, stop coming to us right after we've like finished something or lost something, because even we don't know what just happened. We have to process it and give us time. And it's the same way I think with today's generation where." You have to give them time to process it. And if you are going to ask that question, then I think it is best to leave it as a wide open ranging question as to, hey, congrats, what's next for you? And if they don't know, then they don't know. And you have yeah, to be and fine accept with that. that. I think that's the one, yeah, the, having to be fine with it, accepting that. I think that's the biggest thing that um, we've come up against as a hurdle when people have asked me about my recent graduate or asked her, you know, what's next, even when it wasn't like, oh, so what college are you going to? We've had that come up. So what college are you going to? What are you going to do? Um, and we've done the, eh, we don't know. And and even I answer now, we don't know. And then it's like, you don't? And it's like, no, no, because it's not my decision to push her in a direction. Um, just because I think it's right, it may not fit for her. And even better than that, it may not be required for her. And she's lucky enough to be, again, part of a group of friends that is doing a wide range of things to do. Um, and she's got some time. Like, we're not in a rush. No. Nope. Uh, take your time, young, young people. And if somebody asks, there's a way around it. I would just politely tell them that at this time, uh, you do not have any uh, future plans lined up, but the minute that you do, uh, you'll let them know. <laughs> and I will be here. Come back to me on that one in about five to ten years. Yeah, you know, well, you'll 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 see it when I do it. You know, uh, keep it close to the vest. It's like poker. Um, <laughs> but taking a look right now, uh, since we have a few moments here, of what is trending. Oh, oh yeah. What is trending tonight is, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, AEW <laughs> Rampage is trending, along with WWE SmackDown. Uh, also, 
trending tonight, Friday the 13th, as I've mentioned throughout the show. Uh, today, uh, still here in the States, it is Friday the 13th, um, the only one of the year. So uh, the question is, is the day really that bad or just misunderstood? Because it's considered in many Western cultures to bring bad luck. And I'm not sure where you are at, that a lot of people take – Friday the 13th as superstitious, or was it just, nah, it's the 13th? <laughs> I, I got a lot of, eh, it's the 13th. I don't think people realized it was Friday the 13th until I said, hey, happy Friday the 13th to a couple of people. And they're like, oh, yeah, I guess it is Friday the 13th. And it was, that was the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the NFL preseason has kicked off here and I know uh, beginning last night and again tonight and tomorrow uh, which is weird because for some of you like me you will see afternoon Saturday preseason football and especially here in Chicago I know the Bears will be taking on the Dolphins at like noon central time which I'm not used to on a Saturday in August but uh, Colt McCoy is uh trending tonight because he's the only quarterback left from the 2010 NFL draft still on an active roster. Uh, he is the fourth string, uh, well, he said not including the Jaguars fourth string tight end, who is Tim Tebow. <laughs> um, also trending tonight, uh, Arsenal, I, put, I threw that in there, so that uh, <laughs> has uh, goals from Sergei Kanos and Christian Norgard gave Brentford the 2-0 win over Arsenal in the first Premier League match of the 21-22 season. Uh, and then uh, Nancy Griffith is trending. Uh, Grammy-winning singer-songwriter Nancy Griffith has died at the age of 68, best known for her uh, songs such as Love at the Five and Dime and songs that celebrate the South. Uh, she was, like I said, 68. And also trending tonight, uh, I don't know where to go with this one, and I am forewarning you, uh, but the cum bucket is trending. The reason why, <laughs> K-U-M, okay. by the way, keep your mind on the gutter, folks, it's K-U-M, but uh, Jonathan Kaminga in his, uh, I guess, in playing with the Golden State Warriors in the NBA Summer League, uh, had a monstrous dunk. And it says uh, NBA Twitter pretty much is calling him the cum bucket. Not sure if that. That's hopefully that, that. Yeah. That's not the thing to do. <laughs> I, I, I hope. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, somebody said that he should fight everyone in the comments. Nicking that. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, I mean, they wanted it to be trending. It works. Oh, it is trending. Uh, so that is trending tonight, but those are a few of the things that are trending. Um, no, with AEW kind of uh, going tonight live, a lot of that is going to be trending. And like I said, a lot of it's mostly baseball uh, and NFL preseason, which I'm pretty sure will continue into tomorrow. Uh, but those are some of the things tonight that are trending. So speaking of social media, 
Some are heaping praise while others some doubts as Facebook rolls out a prayer tool. Yeah, this from the AP News. Uh, Facebook already asked for your thoughts. Now it wants your prayers. The social media giant has rolled out a new prayer request feature, a tool embraced by some religious leaders as a cutting-edge way to engage the faithful online. Others are eyeing it warily as they weigh its usefulness against the privacy and security concerns they have with Facebook already. In Facebook groups employing the feature, members can use it to rally prayer power for upcoming job interviews, illnesses, and other personal challenges big and small. After they create a post, other users can tap an, quote, I prayed button, respond with a like or other reaction, leave a comment, or send a direct message. Facebook began testing it in the U.S. in December as part of an ongoing effort to support faith communities, according to a statement attributed to a company spokesperson. Uh, they said that, quote, during the COVID-19 pandemic, we've seen many faith and spiritual, uh, spirituality communities using our services to connect, so we're starting to explore new tools to support them. Uh, the Reverend Robert Jeffries of First Baptist Church in Dallas, a Southern Baptist megachurch, was among the pastors enthusiastically welcoming of the, uh, a Muslim chaplain by the name of Adil Zeeb at the Claremont Colleges in California also was upbeat and states that as long as these companies initiate proper precautions and protocols to ensure the safety of religiously marginalized communities, people of faith should jump on board supporting this vital initiative. Now, under its data policy, Facebook uses the information it gathers in a variety of ways, including to personalize advertisements. But the company says that advertisers are not able to use a person's prayer post to target ads. Not sure if I'm trusting that just yet. Um, and um, But even while it's a good thing, it's not necessarily the deeply authentic community that we need, one said. He says um, pretty much with this, a lot of people are worried about privacy and how uh, Facebook's, quote, evil motivations might have actually provided a tool that can be maybe used for good, question mark. <laughs> so um, when it comes to uh, this tool, which is, I guess, well, good, do you trust Facebook to not use uh, some of the things that you use within it uh, for their own uh purposes so to speak <laughs> oh facebook is a marketing tool how else do they make money they're a multi-billion dollar industry so they will still use it may not be specifically and directly tied to that like they'll find a way to use the data and such a way that it's not like i went to the prayer tool and picked out the people that were in the prayer tool um <laughs> But, on Discord, but yeah, I, they're using it for ad <laughs> revenue at some point. I am so glad I'm not on Facebook anymore. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Don't you miss it a little? Yes, there are times I miss it, and then stories like this come out, and then I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna miss that. <laughs> oh lordy, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know if I. Here's the thing. I love Facebook. I don't know if I can entrust that that is not in some odd way going to wind back up with some advertisement for something uh, post-religious or something that's stated on that site of coming back up. Uh, or uh, I, 
I think they're saying it now, but over time, as people forget about it, it's going to rear its ugly head. Because I, I, I've seen now where simple things that have said uh, or done or searched for come back up, and it's scary, not annoying yet, but scary at the same time that things that could be said, uh, now i got to see ads for the next week or two in regards to something that I mentioned in passing, not even maybe even directly over the phone or uh, not even connected with Facebook, but man alive. Yeah. I, I don't know if I could trust all that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I don't know. Uh, we still got another story or two We're at the top of the hour. I feel like I should do another retro moment for you folks who are here with us on this, uh, Friday night um, or Saturday morning, wherever you are, <laughs> or uh, Friday afternoon, if you're even somewhere else a little bit farther back. Um, Hawaii, I'm talking about you. So, you know what? We'll do that. We're going to do one more retro moment of the week because I have a few of them and I want to share them. Um, and we'll do that one. We'll come back. When we come back, uh, dating and how it changed during the pandemic and how apps are now following suit. We're going to talk about that one right after this retro moment. Have you noticed? You hear something new at Fountains today. People who think young say, Pepsi, please. They agree. Those who think young say Pepsi, please. They picked the right one, the modern like one. Now it's Pepsi. For those who think young, when you say Pepsi, please, you're putting yourself among people who like their leisure. With Pepsi, the drink that young. So go ahead and pick the drink that lets you drink. Young as you think, yet get the right one, the modern light one. Now it's Pepsi for those who think young. Ah, uh, welcome back to Page One with Laura and Mary. If you are joining us, happy Friday the thirteenth or fourteenth, where you may be. <laughs> um, I'm hoping you can grab the Pepsi. I don't have a Pepsi. What do, you, what do you have easy access to to drink there? <laughs> <laughs> Coffee, tea, water. Oh. Well, I grab a water and pretend it's a Pepsi. <laughs> water. It isn't a plastic cup. That was. I'm sorry, plastic? I didn't get a chance to tell you what was going on in the plane. Um, I got a... It looked like a juice box. Of water. <laughs> what, in the plane or there? Yeah, no, in the plane. <laughs> oh, a, pla- a plastic juice box of water. Now, I would hope that that is like a recycling or a recycle uh, box that you could use. Uh, there is box water. And I know here in Chicago, uh, it is sold. 
Uh, I'm not sure nationwide where else it's sold, but a juice box, wow. But see, here's my problem with juice boxes because everything it sees that we talk about, it comes up this week. Now, I went to, and I think I've explained it here before, where I went to Starbucks and I bought um, a juice box of organic juice, which costs way more than what I thought it would have. Uh, but then again, it's Starbucks. And I know for me, if I do juice boxes, I need at least two to quench my thirst. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So, huh. now this juice box, does it look like the Capri Sun or the um, the old school juice boxes that we know at oh. the top? Yeah, no, this is like an old school juice box. And then on a different flight, I got, it looks like a cup, looks like a pudding cup, but it has water in it. Both things were like, I wish I could have kept them since I was disembarking and re-embarking on planes. You have to get rid of all the liquids, you know, and then go through security. Uh, I wish I could have kept them, but yeah, weird. I hope you took pictures because I'd be curious to see what that looks like. Yes, I did take pictures. <laughs> pictures or it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> pictures didn't happen. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, that's actually interesting. I don't. Um, I could see it. You, you know, like how those apple juices in the hospital used to come, like in those little. Was it kind of like that, like those little circular, uh, like small ones? Circular, small. But you know how, like, in the hospital, if you, like, underwent a procedure or if you stayed, they usually came and gave you probably, like, some graham crackers and some apple juice. And you know how it kind of looked in those little small circular containers with the little pull uh, uh, pull tab? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of what the water looks like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it kind of looked like that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Um, <laughs> Yes, but no, yes, take plenty of pictures. I definitely want to see that one. Um, But this story here comes from London. Uh, This from the Associated Press. And it had talked about how early in the coronavirus pandemic, uh, Jennifer Sherlock went out with a few minutes she met through dating apps. And the dates, quote, were weird, she said, not just because they were masked, socially distanced, and outdoors. One, one occasion, a date remained masked while they were out for a stroll, but soon after invited her back to his place, a move Sherlock saw as reckless. She said it was so off-putting and awkward, she said, so we wouldn't be safe outside without masks, but we would be safe back at his place, maskless, questioned Mark. She decided she needed a way to filter people, so she began arranging video chats before agreeing to meet anybody in person. Uh, she is a PR consultant who lives in New Jersey and said it's a practice she'll continue post-pandemic. Now, she isn't alone in changing the way that she used dating apps during the pandemic, prompting many to roll out new features. Despite the social distancing of the last 18 months, the use of dating apps in general has surged as people sought connections amid their isolation. Now, Tinder reported that 2020 was its busiest year yet. This year, its users have already set two records for usages uh, between January and March. Uh, And Hinge tripled its revenue from 2019 to 2020, and the company expects it to double from that this year. 
Now, in response to chasing demands, Tinder announced new tools last month that will allow users to get to know people better online. People now will be able to add videos to their profile and can chat with others even before matching with them. According to an online dating expert and sociologist who's worked for Tinder and Bumble, he says that historically consumers were reluctant to connect via video because they didn't see the need for it. Uh, Post-COVID, many people expect a higher degree of screening. Online dating apps like Tinder are leaning into that. And the dating apps say that their research shows that video chats are here to stay even as life starts to return to normal in some parts of the world. And almost half of Tinder users had a video chat with a match during the pandemic, with 40% of them intending to continue them post-pandemic. Tinder says this is largely driven by Gen Z users in their late teens and early 20s who now make up more than half of the app's users. And a majority of Hinge UK users, 69%, also said that they'll continue with virtual dates after the pandemic. Uh, Tinder, alongside other popular apps including Hinge, OkCupid, and Bumble, uh, has in Britain and the U.S. partnered with the government to add a badge to profiles indicating that users have been vaccinated. There's no verification process, though, so matches could be lying. Uh, And those app users are also increasingly looking for deeper connections rather than casual encounters. I can see you rolling your eyes. Uh, one person I said, Grindr, that audibly in a while. Yeah, I heard you. <laughs> one says uh, they had used, uh, they had turned to Tinder for social connections when the coronavirus restrictions prevented people from meeting others in London. Uh, and he says, Grinder is like, I like you, you like me, you're within 100 meters of me, I'm going to come over. Tinder is something more social. Uh, and they said that sometimes they use the app to meet others to play online video games or video chat. So, the differences now uh, is things seem to be changing. With these changes, uh, how open are you to still using those particular types of apps? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, there's still hookup sites. <laughs> Even with, like, Some video, you still feel it's that way? Even with video, I mean, there's still hookup sites. But like, that's that's what they that's that's what people have come to use them for. And until I find somebody that had a long-term relationship with somebody they met on Tinder, it's gonna be hard for me to you know get over that. Hmm. But, yeah, I. I, I is going to be something that people are going to do on, and I'm not saying they're not legitimate, but on on all dating sites, I think, even the ones that aren't necessarily looked at for a hookup. Hmm. I know I didn't. Hmm. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I guess I'm not on those. I wouldn't know. Uh, but I would think that um, that some people will come out of the woodwork, maybe start dating now that they know that they can kind of actually almost see somebody before they actually see somebody to kind of get like a vibe instead of like going by pictures, which could be misleading. Um, mm-hmm. And if I was in that situation, I think in a small way it can kind of help because if you're able to video chat, you don't have to waste time going out, meeting somebody, it not going well within the first few seconds, 
and then you had a date, and then uh, you kind of got soured on it. At least now, before you go and you see that person, you can talk to them a little bit, and you can kind of pick up some things. Now, if it happens even after that, at least you kind of had a chance to see them before then. So you can kind of see their surroundings and them and not feel like you have to be out in the, quote, open um, around other people and you're trying to focus on this and there's a lot going on around you. You could be at home, talk to somebody, and that should work, shouldn't it? Question mark? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's going to be an interesting thing. If those of you out there are actually using those apps, I'm kind of curious to see what you guys think and if that actually is something that is going to probably get you out of the woodwork and maybe back on to an app. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, actually, I had I know you're not going to be here next week. So I'm going to give a preview of yay or nay. Uh, because I'm actually going to do that next week. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, And I will repeat the same question for my co-host next week uh, if they are able to make it. Um, But uh, yay or nay, Amazon is offering $10 for your palm print in an effort to get more people to use its palm recognition technology. Uh, Amazon One was made available at select Amazon Go stores last September and then at select Whole Foods stores in April. Uh, the chief information security officer with Blue Technology says it's not being used as much as anticipated. So to boost its usage, Amazon is offering a $10 store credit at Whole Foods and Amazon Go stores. Uh, There are only a few dozen Amazon One locations nationwide, but they said that they chose to use the palm recognition because it is harder to determine a person's identity just by looking at a palm image. The company said at its launch, the service is, quote, designed to be highly secure and uses custom-built algorithms and hardware to create a person's unique palm signature. This is the case for now, at least, they admitted. People also didn't worry too much about fingerprints 50 years ago, but hey, um, by the way, Amazon also received FCC approval to use radar to gather information and monitor user sleep habits, which I don't know how that's happening, but hey, I'm not going to go there. But yay or nay to giving Amazon your palm scan for 10 measly bucks? Uh, nay. I would not do that. I would definitely not do that. Um, two reasons. One, Whole Foods, $10, get you a piece of gum. Um, That would be, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it is organic and vegan, but. (laughs) Please don't remind me. (laughs) (laughs) But but no, it wouldn't, it's not worth it. And two, Amazon, like, has Eyes and ears everywhere. I know my Amazon app right now is listening to me. How I'm keeping an eye on where I'm at, you know, and and where everything going on at the house and and just, oh, wow, there's so much technology out there. So, 
I mean, will it happen? Yes, absolutely. I know it will, but it'll go from fingerprint to to palm print to whole hand scan, I'm sure. Oh yeah. You know, when you when you reach that and then we'll reach the the side. This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye. Yeah, that's that's Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> that's Amazon too. You have to get your palm print. <laughs> right. No, it's just, it's one of those things where we're turning into the 1960s and 70s spy movies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, palm print. I'm like, eh. I, I would, I, I'm shocked they're asking for it. I'm surprised that they probably haven't, like, uh, followed you at the store and already taken it from something that you might have touched. That's my story. Right. <laughs> like, they have some kind of gel magnet on there shopping right. carts or something and you put your hand on it and uh, now we've got you you're like no you touched that candy bar put it back down so now we got your pump <laughs> uh no i i i am with you um i it's like where does it stop i, I mean i'm all for technology but when you start asking for stuff like that, and I don't know what you're going to do with that, you know, besides use it for when I come to your store, but who's to say that you're not going – or like if somebody else or some entity uh, was looking for me and needed it or needed to identify me, that you're not going to give them my palm print, you know? Exactly. So, no, I kind of have a little bit of an issue. It's definitely a no for me, dog. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm just, I'm visualizing like that guy from the 60s spy movie that has like the handprint and then he steps to the side and does an eyebrow and eyeball scan and then he steps to the side and he says the passcode and then he steps to the side and types in a password and then he can get, get entry into Amazon One. <laughs> yeah, that's... that's... That's and now you can go that's to Whole Foods. Right. Yay. And I can buy my $10 pack of gum that's organ, uh, like vegan and, yeah, organic. And gluten-free. Uh, yeah, gluten-free. <laughs> and made with, uh, made with uh, cauliflower, <laughs> crushed up cauliflower. Right. In children's years. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Man, no, I'm sorry, I I can't. But uh, yeah, I, I know we have, uh, and I'm appreciative of you making it on here tonight. And I know that right now um, you are coming around to uh, about four, a little bit past four a.m. in the morning now, I believe. Um, <laughs> which I'm hoping yep, that yep. you have a lot. I'm hoping that you have a lot planned today. Uh, and get a lot done. And um, like I said, I, I appreciate you being here. I know I'm going to miss you next week. Uh, but do you have any uh, shout-outs um, for anyone this week? Question mark. Um, I, no one in very, no one in particular. Like I, I wish I could remember names better. And I'm awful about names. But like the people that helped me out yesterday for you guys um, <laughs> so 
yesterday slash last night um, to get me where I'm at. There was a lot of helpful people along the way, um, so it was really nice. And one of the people said to me, um, there's a lot of nice people out in the world, but if you can't find one, be one yourself. So there you go. Very true. Very true. And remember what I always tell you, because I know you don't like Mr. Rogers. You look for the helpers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very true. Uh, well, with that, I don't think I have anything else this week. Uh, I don't have any shout outs. Um, I would just say that I'll be here with you next Friday night, uh, 10 o'clock Eastern, uh, 9 o'clock Central. Uh, Greenwich Mean Time, I think that would be 3 a.m. again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All I know is Greenwich. I think it is summer. Uh, it's something summer time. It's not a centralized time, but it's something summertime. But I also know Greenwich Mean Time and all that other stuff. And at that point, I just trust that my cell phone adapted to the right place and that it's the right time. <laughs> right. Um, but no, so my my shout out is definitely to you this week, and hoping that you enjoy your time um, and enjoy your vacay and see a lot of things, do a lot of things, have fun, and I'll see you back. I'll see you in a couple of weeks, but I know I will see everybody else here uh, next week. And of course, just a re- gentle reminder before I start putting more on our uh, Twitter page, uh, August 29th. 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Central, 401 Lounge uh, with Kylie Thorne. So hopefully all of you can listen to that. So for Mary, who is off to enjoy her time, and uh, for us who are still uh, working the late shift and toiling around and uh, (laughs) working and just trying (laughs) to enjoy two days here uh, on a weekend, uh, I am LaVar. Thanks so much for joining us, everyone. I'll see you back here next week for another edition of Page One. Thanks for listening, and good night.
to page one. Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at News Comment BTR and add us as a podcast on Apple.